This is Planet 76, your source for all things Philadelphia 76ers. We've got another great episode coming your way today, and we're safe for takeoff. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to Planet 76, episode 69, season preview, part two. My name is Michael. Troy as well, alongside me. Sixers are... Right here, two days away, very excited, honestly, for the season, really excited, and we're going to basically tip off the season here on this episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, as always. Troy, how are we feeling today? Feeling very good. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're less than 48 hours from tip-off of the season for the Sixers, for the NBA, um, I think, you know, I saw it on Twitter, but, you know, I was feeling the same way. Someone said, you know, enough preseason, I'm ready for the real thing, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, it's been – I think I've, you know, seen clips or watched more preseason than I ever have. Like, there's a lot of hype for a lot of teams going into this season. And we're going to talk about some of that as we kind of focus in on, you know, where the Sixers stack up within the Eastern Conference. Um, I looked back at what we did last year. We gave some bold predictions – um, and I'll have you know that one of my bold predictions last year was, I don't know if you remember this, but I said the Chicago Bulls were going to be a top four seed in the East and they were like <laughs> five or six. Um, so wow. So, so you were close. close. I was so, it was, you were it very was close. even hard for me to get those words out last year. They, they, if you remember, they were what, like top two seeds for the longest time. Um, they were doing really well in the East and then they kind of fell off mm-hmm. for the end of the season, but I launched those back a little bit, uh, this week. And so. We'll do some of that. We'll give some award predictions, some thoughts on the Sixers' success. And then what we get to do for the first time in a long time is actually talk some basketball. Um, so we'll preview some games with the Sixers again, tipping off with Boston awesome. and the Bucks. So, um, yeah, with that being said, we'll take it to the top. So how do you feel about the Sixers and, you know, where they sit with the rest of the East? Um, obviously there's some confidence, but you know, if you want to even list them out, whatever you want to say, uh, Eastern conference Sixers, the role that they're going to have this year in the East. Before I start that, I want to preface the entire season for me, for the Sixers by saying that I have zero expectations for this team. I think I've said it on here before. If not, I'm saying it now. I've just been, I just feel as though that. In years prior, they've constantly been underwhelming within reason, obviously with good reason, because they've dealt with injuries, they've dealt with players not being able to stay healthy. So I can't really fault them for that. But the fact of the matter remains that every year it seems that they're up in the upper tier of teams in the league in the East, and they never do end up there. Yeah. So un- until that happens for me this season... I can't quite put them in that upper tier of teams that I'll talk about with the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the Eastern Conference, I'd say they're, again, like I just said, right outside of that inner tier. I think that inner tier is the Bucks and the Celtics. Bucks, I feel like you have to give them the benefit because they've been there every year. They've been really good. They just made and won the finals two years ago and if not for Chris Middleton's injury this past season they would have looked a lot better they would have looked a lot more fluid and I think they would have won more games obviously I can't prove that 
But nevertheless, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. Celtics, they did just make the finals. Fantastic run from them this past season. So I also have to give them the benefit because of that. I know the whole Ime Odoka thing is kind of overshadowing that. But yeah. honestly, I think they have the talent. I think they got better this offseason yeah, after making the finals by getting Malcolm Brogdon that's from a, the Pacers, which was a, scary a robbery, thought. by that's the way. a scary thought. Yeah, which was a robbery, by the way. So <laughs> I think the Celtics are there. And then I think it's the Sixers, and if you want to put the Nets in that tier, you can. I'd probably just put the Sixers in their own tier of Tier okay. 2 in the Eastern Conference, and then maybe the Nets, Cavs in the third tier, whatever combination you'd like, however you would like to spell it out, whatever you want to do. But I think the Sixers are firmly in their own tier and especially when it comes to the rest of the Eastern Conference. I don't know if you want to talk about the Western Conference at all in terms of just the league as a whole where they stack up, yeah. but in terms of the East, that's what I would say. Right. Yeah, the West is, uh, I mean, we know we know what Golden State has. Um, the Clippers could be a scary team out there since they're you know, healthy. It's gonna I'm actually terrified cool to of the see Clippers. Kawhi back on the court. Um, you know, maybe Memphis takes another step. They're another team that could... They could take another step in that conference. Yeah. They're, they're scary. Jaws, just, he's the most interesting man in the world. <laughs> he's so fun to watch on the basketball court. Um, so, yeah, and then in terms of the East, I, I think it's interesting. You know, you noted, so you're the top two in Boston and Milwaukee, and rightfully so. I agree with that. Because um, even when, you know, the Sixers, you know, were the number one seed in the East, it didn't get them to where they needed to go, mm -hmm. um, to your point. So it's like, how do you, how do you judge them? Um, based on the fact that they haven't been there. The Bucks have been there. The Celtics went to the finals. Um, so that's fair. Um, yeah, then you got the Nets. An, a team that you mentioned, who I am big on this year, is the Cavaliers. Um, ah, they're an interesting okay. team. They mm -hmm. got better. Th I mean, they have you know young guys that are taking a step, too. Um, Darius Garland is really, really good. And I think Don having Donovan Mitchell as opposed to Garland, even though Garland's very good, uh, I think they took another step and to another level, and I think a lot of people agree with that. Obviously, uh, you do because you have them, you know, right there with the with the Nets, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, um, another team, which is just a, a team that, like, you know, I'm trying to think through Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, like who out there could make a jump. Um, now, I'm not crazy. This isn't. Don't think that this is my bold prediction or anything. I'm just trying to think about a team, and the one team that keeps coming to mind is the Orlando Magic for some reason. They're young. They're, ju they're just an interesting. What are you gonna team. say about the Magic? Not that they're like, not that they're like in that conversation, but they're like okay. they're just an interesting team to me. Who, who, personally, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, they're in the mix for that playoff push between seven through ten. Okay, that's my. I guess no. Honestly, like I thought you were gonna go a little crazier with that, but no. I agree. I, I I can see the Magic being kind of okay. I think yeah. they have. A lot of talent, a lot of their young guys. There's a pretty high ceiling there, especially a, a guy like even Jonathan Isaac, who's barely played. I like Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. But especially even a guy like that, um, a couple guys they just drafted in, in recent years, obviously this year with Paolo Bancaro. Yeah. But. Well, because they. I don't even mind that, honestly. Yeah, cause, I mean, and they finished at the bottom of the East last year, but like. Right now, I mean, I put them ahead of Indiana. I put them mm -hmm. um, maybe ahead of Detroit. I think Cade Cunningham could have a big year, too. So they're another team Cade. to watch. But, um, yeah. you know, as far as, like, 
expectations and morale amongst those bottom tier teams. Pacers are not very good. Yeah. Um, the Washington <laughs> Wizards have Bradley Beal, and that's it. Um, yeah. So they could fight, and they could they could do something. I I think they're going to win more games than they did last year. I, you know, I think that okay. they're. Yeah, I think they've got some potential. That's just a team that keeps coming to mind for me. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to me, the Sixers, like, when you think of how the standings will shake out, you know, I'm not going to be super surprised if they're as low as four or five. I'm not going to be su- I'm not gonna be super surprised if they're the one. They won the one seed a couple years ago with – you know, with that team, <laughs> and we're, we're saying that this is the best team. I will say that I think, again, with, with an acquisition like Donovan Mitchell, with, you know, teams like the Pistons and Magic who are, you know, are just young and getting better, um, I, I just think the East got tougher this year. You know, you add DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks. Like, they just got tougher this year in the East, I think, and, I you know, I'm a little scared about that. I don't know how you feel about the East as a whole, but there's some good teams. <laughs> Here's what I will say, and I, I do agree with that. The The Eastern Conference is arguably just as deep as the Western Conference in terms of not only top-heavy teams, but also the bottom of the East is also not as putrid as it's been in years past. Right. And to the, Sixers, to the Sixers' point you made, I don't care what seed they end up as. Yeah. Obviously, the one seed is going to be extremely beneficial in your path to the finals. Mm-hmm. But getting to the finals is the most important thing, is the end-all, be-all for this team. So I don't care for the four. I don't care for the five. I don't see that happening, but it wouldn't shock me. And like I said, it doesn't matter how they do it. They need to do it, and it is get to the finals. And like mm-hmm. I said... I think I said it last episode, but the Sixers, maybe I said it on my page. I'm not sure where I said it, but they need to get to the finals. If it's getting to the one seed, that's great. It's probably going to be getting the one seed because, like I said, it's just going to be the easiest path. But they need to do that. Yeah. Well, if even if you you know, you know look back to last year's standings, and I get it's last year, but there were – there were f- six teams within five games of each other between seeds five and ten. So the Toronto Raptors, we haven't even talked about yet, finished 48 and 34. And then the Hornets finished over 500 at 43 and 39. They're going to And suck. then in there, you got the Bulls, the Nets, the Hawks, the Cavs. Um, and we agree that, you know, I think a couple of those teams are taking a step this year. Um, you know, I don't think people in Brooklyn are going to be happy if they're in the play-in again. Like, mm-hmm. um it's a t- it's a tougher conference and uh, you know i think the east is finally getting some recognition and the credit it deserves because um you know i don't know that the west is necessarily that intimidating to me if i'm being honest you got the suns you got the grizzlies you got the warriors of course you got luca on dallas you got the joker you got the clippers but like the bottom of the bottom out west is Wow, it's it's really bad. You know, especially the Spurs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was I was talking to my friend the other day, and we were talking about the Spurs. We were talking, who, what, how many players on that team can we actually name? They traded everybody. The Jante Murray, obviously within reason because they got all those draft picks. I could, Mm. I could, I told him I named the players. 
I could probably name five players on that team, six maybe at max. Uh, they are going to be horrible. <laughs> horrible. It's going to be a Wembenyama sweepstakes down in right. Texas this year. Yeah. That's and in probably Houston. in Houston, too. <laughs> right, yeah. So, and right right across the street in Oklahoma City. Well, not right across the street, but yeah. close enough. Right. That. <laughs> yeah, that whole region is uh, yeah. going to be fighting for sure. <laughs> um, so how do you... You know, I, I mean, we already kind of divided it into tiers, but mm-hmm. I'll ask you about a couple other teams, then and we can move on from standings. But a couple teams that, you know, made the playoffs last year and were, you know, Sixers faced one of them in the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls um, and Atlanta. Let's talk about those three. Like, how do you see the potential of those three stacking up? Um, you know, if you want to go back to tiers, because I think that explains it well, uh, you know, with Boston, Milwaukee in the one, um, the Sixers kind of in a tier of their own maybe behind them, and then um, – the Nets and Cavaliers behind them, but then where do the where do those teams, the Cavs, the Hawks, and the Raptors fall in? Let's go into tiers with that. I I think I like that, and I think we could run with that at least for now. I would. I think the Raptors are firmly better than the Bulls and the Hawks. Sixers okay. fans are not going to like this, but I like the Raptors. Uh. I think they're. I they have a lot of great players, and. I'm I'm not a Raptors fan, but I really like what they're doing in Toronto. They have a lot of really unique and interesting players, and I just I like a lot of them. I like their play styles. I just think it's so interesting how they're building basically an entire team of just six seven wings who can do everything, switch everything defensively, score in a bunch of ways, handle the ball. Uh, pass, especially when it comes to Siakam and Barnes. And then you have guys like Van Vliet and Trent who are really good as well. I'm, I'm, I, I like the Raptors. I think they're going to be really good this year. I'm going to put them in that Cavs-Nets tier. Okay. I think they're really good, and I like, I like them. I, I like that team. I like that roster. It's going to be interesting to see how they shake up the East because they're one of the more – not questionable teams, but one of those teams where you don't really know what they're going to do, and it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. When it comes to the Hawks and the Bulls, I'm just kind of neutral on the Bulls. I don't like the Bulls. I don't dislike the Bulls. They're just kind of mid. They're just they're, the they're not going to have <laughs> they're not going to have Lonzo. They didn't really get better. They got they're getting right. Pat Williams back, which is going to be really helpful. They're getting Caruso back, which is really helpful too. But they're just kind of eh. Middle of the pack, really, probably bottom of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. I think the Hawks are better than them. I think the Hawks did get better. They they yeah. did. Yeah. And it's not even really my opinion. Getting DeJounte Murray definitely improves and raises your ceiling, especially defensively, and I think offensively too. I think the Hawks are better than the Bulls. The The Bulls may have – their depth may be better. But I like the Hawks roster overall, and especially in terms of star power with Trey Young and DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray better than the Bulls. So I think I think if I had to tier these guys up, I would put the Raptors in that Nets and Cavs tier that I mentioned, which would be tier three, because I have the Sixers in a tier by themselves. And then I'd have the Hawks, Bulls, how many teams is that? Is that eight teams? And then what about Miami? Oh, I forgot about the Heat. Uh, ah, yeah. see, that's the tough thing now. 
Um, I'd probably, I would honestly put Miami in their own tier. I'll put them in tier in tier four. No, yes, tier four, right above, right above Chicago and Atlanta, right below Toronto, Brooklyn, Cleveland. Okay. However, I think they might get into that tier, that tier three, uh, but I don't think they can get any higher. I think the Nets yeah. could go a tier higher. I don't think they can go any lower, and I think the Raptors can't. Raptors can't go lower. I don't think they can go higher either. So I would put the Heat in that tier of Brooklyn, Cleveland, Toronto for sure. But I also think I, like I said, might put them in their own. Just put them in their own tier entirely. Yeah. Yeah, they're certainly a good mm. team. Why don't we have Because they didn't get. They didn't really get better yet. either. They they yeah. also stayed the same. In fact, you could argue they got worse. They lost PJ Tucker. He was a huge piece of their team. So I would say I would put the Heat in their own tier at Tier 4, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we took P.J. Tucker from mm-hmm. him, which was a good thing Yep. Um, for Sixers fans. So, <laughs> yeah, Miami Heat. I mean, it, it, there's there's just talent. Like, these are good teams. In the Eastern Conference, they're, you know, well-coached teams. Like, you think about Miami. I mean, Eric Spolster is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um there's just good teams. Milwaukee's good. Brooklyn's good. Philadelphia's good. Boston's good. Miami's good. Atlanta, Cleveland, Toronto. Like, if that's your, because that that's eight right there. Yeah. So if that's your eight, like, gosh, those are good teams. And and I mean, I and I think there's a quite a drop off. I almost think it's hard to predict a playoff scenario where it's not those eight, whatever order. Yeah. Because I after agree. that. You've got who? You've got Charlotte, New York, Detroit, um, Detroit, the Magic, yeah. the Pacers. Like, I mean, those eight. And granted, again, we've we've just discussed it. Like, those eight are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Very. There's, see what I mean? Like, there's a there's yeah. little room for. Very little know. margin for error here, especially if you're the Sixers. Yeah. Again, barring injury mm-hmm. and you know other things, like certainly someone else could sneak in. Yeah. But like those certainly seem like the eight to me. Um. So why don't you give me, like we did last year? I don't know if you Let's got go. any right now. Oh, I have okay. one. I'm so, so ready for uh, this. A bold prediction, um, for the NBA season. I will make it Sixers related. Okay. Now, this. I have a couple. I'm going to be posting them soon on my page, but this is one of them. So if you're watching this early, just prepare yourself. <laughs> here is here it is. Sixers related full prediction is that Shake Milton wins Sixth Man of the Year this year. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is, <laughs> if you put money on that. Did I or should I or what? No, or, if you did, oh. you, if you put like 50 bucks I would on put that, down like a dollar. You'd, you'd, you'd make like $50,000. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. What, what's, uh, that's cool. What's making you, uh, making you feel that way? Well, the basis is that I'm a lot higher on shake than most. Yes. And I think he's a great player. I think this season could be a redemption year for him, especially if he's playing alongside DeAnthony Melton when it comes to minutes off the bench. If he's the seventh man, if he's the co-sixth man, who knows? 
I think I think the sixth man is going to be DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. But if Shake gets equal minutes as him or more maybe as him somehow, and if they kind of alternate depending on how Shake plays, I could see him getting put into that race of sixth man of the year. And I I don't want to say it's possible. It it, it is because the it's the NBA. We've seen crazy things happen. Four bounce buzzer beater by Kawhi Leonard. Um, so, you know, I think it's possible, but I don't know how possible it is. That's why it's bold, though, right? <laughs> so it's bold, bold prediction. That is bold. Yeah, that is bold. So that's my bold prediction. Yeah, okay. take take it, take it or leave it. You probably just leave it because. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bold one. That's a bold one, and I think you know a lot of that has to deal with you know. Not just, you know, oh, he's going to win the sixth yeah. man of the year, but, like, if he's remotely close to that conversation, a lot of it's going to have to do with mm-hmm. his role, this D'Anthony Melton acquisition. Like, all of that uh, would have to play favorably for Shake Milton. Um, and we'll see how it is. I mean, it's, you know, within the first few weeks of the season, we'll hopefully get a get a look as to how those two are going to work in the backcourt. I see a lot of people saying that, you know, Shake's not even, you know, really in the conversation at all. Um, just with D'Anthony coming in. Everybody's high on D'Anthony Melton, rightfully so. Uh, but let's not forget Shake Milton and who he is and um, what he can do for this team, too. So, all right. Um, I guess I'll give one. And yeah, I already, let's hear you yours. Know, I, can't think, I can't think of another one, so I'm going to stick with this Orlando Magic train. Oh, wow. And um, I'm going to say, is this you? T- if this is not bold enough, you tell me. Okay. I'm going to say, I think it should be bold enough because they were last place last year. Uh, that they are going to make the play-in tournament. So s- they're going to finish the regular season seed 7 through 10. Not saying they're going to go to the playoffs after that, but they're going to make the play-in. On a bold scale, 1 to 10, 10 being the most bold, I would yes. give that like a 5. A 5, okay. All right. <laughs> I need something else. Come on. I need okay. something else. They, they, they make the playoffs. Oh, they wow, okay. That's like, <laughs> that's like a 9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they, yeah. They make there the, you go. Whether they come in at seven or eight or nine or ten, they're gonna you know be Perfect. playing the one or two seed <laughs> in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I like it. Hopefully that stays. I'm not <laughs> doing the Bulls again. They let me down. The other one I would say, like if I had anything, yeah. you know, again in this <laughs> conversation of standings, again a, the Cavs are another team I'm big on. I'm just trying to figure out what would be bold because um, you got again all of those teams. I think what would be bold is saying that the Cavaliers host or, you know, have more playoff games at their home court in the first round, meaning that they get a top four seed. That'd be pretty bold. I think that's pretty bold, honestly. Yeah. And I, that that's we'll a big see, perspective we'll see, yeah. one, too, because it all depends on – well, I guess the Magic one was, too, but it all depends on how high or low you are on the Cavs because a lot of people are high on them. A lot of people have them as contenders – which is kind of crazy, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That's not even bold. <laughs> That's just kind of ridiculous. And then a lot of people have them as just, you know, middling playoff team, which I, I disagree with. I, 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 like most scenarios, I find myself somewhere in the middle. So right. it's kind of a perspective thing, I feel like. Yeah, so what that would mean, if you think about it, that would mean if, let's say, hypothetically, they get the four seed, that yeah. means they finish ahead of one of the following, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Nets, the Heat. Wow. 
um, or finish ahead of two of those. Wow. Math is hard. So that means they'd be math is hard. You know, the four and two of those would be five and six. Yeah. Possible. Maybe. We don't know. Um, all right. So you've already predicted your sixth man of the year. Well, that, that, that wasn't my prediction. That was my bold prediction. That was your bold prediction. Okay. Yeah, there is a difference. Yes. You're right. You're exactly right. Okay. Um, give me, I don't know what ones we want to predict. I think you predicted Ime Udoka. Dude, somehow I predicted him being a good coach. Year. I don't know how that happened. That was just so <laughs> random. Yep. Who won coach of the year last year? I don't um, know. Was it, it had to be Williams, Monty Williams? Yes. And it should have been Taylor Jenkins. But it, it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. All right. So give me an award prediction. I don't care which one. Okay. So... I posted these on my page, and I'm honestly really surprised at the reaction this got by everybody on my page. It was, I was, I, I, I don't want to say I was shocked, but it really caught me off guard. I guess because they were really kind of out there for some people, so it it, it was a little off-putting. But I'll give MVP, I'll give Defensive Player of the Year, and I'll give Most Improved Player. You want to do that? Okay. Sure. Right. So. Most improved player, fitting into my Raptors theme for this show. Precious Achua, I like that. I, I said I like that dude, whatever. I like that player a lot. He's. I, I don't know if you remember, but Precious Achua was put on my radar when he made seven threes against the Sixers in the playoffs. Yes, yeah. That's when yes. I was really like, okay, something's <laughs> up with this dude, but in a good way. So that's when I really started to pay attention to Precious Achua, but... He really fits that mold of versatile wing who can also play center. In fact, I believe he is a center for the Raptors, but he also plays on the perimeter. He's a good defender. He can score a little bit as well. He's really mobile. I think this could be a breakout year for him. I think he could build off last year, which was the best year of his career. And right. Usually, I like that. I really do. Usually, I, guys I, I build like on that. that. That's a good choice. Um. MVP, everyone didn't like this one, and I, I guess I can understand why, but my MVP is Zion Williamson. I did go a bit bolder. What? I did go a bit bolder this year in my predictions. These aren't my bold predictions. They're bolder than Might as people. Well be. They're bolder than what more, most people have as their NBA war predictions. So my premise for this is that if the Pelicans are a top five seed, which I think they could be because they have – a great roster that they could have one of the best offenses in the league, largely because of Zion. I think it's possible. If he plays 65 plus games, which might be a stretch because he's had a lot of health issues. Well, that's kind of an understatement because he was out a year because of a foot injury. But I think what he was able to do in his first year of playing, I think we could see that again. And he made on be a third team. So, I don't know. I think, I think I, it's very. Okay, if, I think it's if, not very possible. But again, kind of fitting into my theme of, it's something that I could see happening. Right, and, and it's not to your credit. It's not very fun if you're like yes, it's Nicole boring Jokic to win MVP. And that's what yes, I said on my page not, too. I said everybody picks chalk every year. Let's have fun yes. with it and pick something yes. that's not, you're not gonna get any just props ro- normal like. Oh, I'm gonna just choose this because I think it's really—that's exactly what's gonna happen. 
like have, have some fun with it. Yes, and having fun is what you're doing, and I I respect I that. Appreciate so I appreciate that. I'll tell you what. If Zion Williamson finishes like top seven or eight in MVP, I will count that as a win for Cheers. you, my friend, because that's you, sir. a that's a that's solid. So I like respect. that. All right, and the deep oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> this one also. I made a couple posts about this on my page too. My defense player of the year pick is Joel Embiid. I have yes. way more reasoning, and I'm way more inclined to believe that this is going to happen. More, way, way more so than my other award picks. Joel Embiid said during media day, "This is not a direct quote, but it basically is that he wants the Sixers to be one of the best defensive teams in the league." How's that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen because Joel Embiid is going to have to make it happen. He's going to have to be the best defender on that team if the Sixers are going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. It's also going to require him to most likely have the best defensive season of his career. Now, that could put him in the defensive player of the year race, depending on how everybody else does. And that's a big if because Rudy is a three-time deep boy. Giannis has won it before. Anthony Davis is coming back healthy. He's also a really good defender. Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green. A lot of competition there. But who knows if Joel Embiid's season is good enough, it could get him the award. Never know. Okay. All right. There you have it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I like yes. all of those. It's fun. Um, I'm not even gonna. I'm not, I can't top yeah, that. So I'm not sure. Even no. Try. You can. You don't have to do. I, I, you, I, you do the other three. Do the other three, or do whatever you want. It's. it's which would be uh, what? Coach, uh, six man, and. Rookie, or you could do do any combination. It doesn't matter to me. Co- I'll I will do. I will do coach okay. of the year. <laughs> and the the only reason I'm saying this gentleman that I'm going to is because I'm a big okay. fan of his. Um, so it is Joe. Mazzola, okay, you're a big fan because the uh, interim head coach for the Boston Celtics. Um. Do I like the Celtics? Absolutely not. I hate the Celtics. But Joe Mazzulla, so I can give you, I can give you a story. Let's hear it. I would love and, to hear and, it. And I will. I no so Joe Mazzulla uh, went to this ah. university on my hat right here, West Virginia University. He was a point guard back, you know, like 20, 2008 through 2012. So he's only 34 years old. Um, I actually got his ah, autograph. I okay. I like this. Um, several years ago. And. If I could tell you the kind of player he was, it really wouldn't do it justice, but I'm going to try. Um, not a scorer by any means. Probably his whole college career averaged like three, four points a game. Um, but the dude is the toughest guy I've ever seen on a basketball court, and he's a point guard. Um, if I'm trying to th- – like maybe like a P.J. Tucker okay. in point guard I like form. that. Um, so to, to tell you how tough he was, at his junior or senior season um, – he, he hurt his left shoulder, which was his shooting shoulder. Uh, he missed some time, but he came back, and you could tell he was in pain because he was shooting with his right hand. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. So, like, he would he didn't shoot a lot. Like, he was a he was a point guard that really just managed the game. But, like, if he got to the free throw line, he shot right-handed. If he, you know, shot a jump wow. shot, it was right-handed for the bulk of that season. It was incredible. And he played, and he played well. And then in t- 2010 – Elite Eight game against the Kentucky Wildcats, DeMarcus Cousins, Ooh. John Flowers, Joe Mazzulla, who scored like 1.5 points per game his, his college career, 
scored wow. 17 on Kentucky to beat them and go to the final. Showing four. up when it matters. Um, yes. So the greats and, elevate and their game when it matters he's, most. That's Joe Mazzulla. So he's bounced around a little bit, had different coaching gigs. This Boston's where he's been in mm-hmm. in the NBA. Uh, so I'm really happy for him. Heck yeah, that. that's awesome. Um, so yeah, he was he was working at like a hotel or something and I recognized him and I was scared. I was like nine years old. My, my mom went and got his <laughs> autograph for me. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, I hate that he's, his first yeah. coaching gig is in Boston, but what an opportunity for him. Like what a team that he's, how many times, how many times are you going to be your first team looking like that roster? Um, so anyway, that's the only one I'll give. Give but one more for the next. Give one more. Our, our uh, honorary, uh, prediction you name it you name it let's hear your mvp mvp i mean you said zion williamson (laughs) yeah well you can Um, say whoever you want it doesn't matter who i said i know but that's i don't want to be i don't want to say honest i don't want to say Embiid. why not Giannis? hasn't won a couple years because of voter fatigue voter fatigue sucks um yeah Okay, maybe not MVP, but maybe like. Okay, go defensive player of the year then. NBA doesn't do comeback no, player improved? of the year, do they? Do most improved. <laughs> most improved. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 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 um. No, I'm gonna. I I just want to give a shout out to a guy we mentioned <laughs> earlier, Kawhi Leonard. Fine. Kawhi Leonard will be a first team All Defensive I love that. member. That's fantastic. That? that could fit into the bowl predictions How's too. That? I yeah, but would that's a, say that's also and a bowl an award prediction though, would be. So I'll count that. Yeah, a bowl prediction would be that Ooh. he wins the depoy. So I'll, okay. I'll just, we'll say that. We'll say Perfect. that. Perfect. Leonard depoy. All right, we are running out of time, my friend. But we got this real quickly. So the last couple of things we want to touch on are keys to the Sixers' success this season, whether it's someone's shooting percentage, <clears throat> Matisse Thibel, whether it's Joel Embiid doing this or doing that or playing this amount of games. Uh, you give me one, I'll give you one. We'll go back and forth until we hit four. Um, uh, just a key to the Sixers' success this season. Fantastic. Key to the Sixers' success this season, I'll say James Harden averaging at least 20 points and – Staying, I'll say averaging 20 points or more and playing 65 games, I'll say. I would say 70, but that's only 12 games of rest, and I feel like he might need more than that. I'll say 65. Okay. All right. That's a good one. I like that. I agree with that. Um, I'll give one, and it's one that we've talked about a lot, one that we're both very excited to see, but I think it's the Sixers guards off the bench. And DeAnthony Melton, Shake Milton, what's that going to look like? How much production can they give? How much, you know, when, when James Harden only plays 60, 65 games, how are the Sixers going to look? Um, just those guys meshing together, you know, with, with the starting guards as well. Um, I'm just looking forward to what DeAnthony Melton is going to bring. Um, the bench as a whole has a lot of potential. We've, we've touched on that all off season long, but... Um, that's mine is those guards and, and the role that they're going to play. My next one, I'm going to kind of play into right. that a little bit, is I need I need at least 30 points off the bench for the Sixers. Whoever scores it, I don't care, but that's that's a big part of what bench production looks like. Obviously, it's more than that, but that's a huge part. 
Okay. All right. With my last one, a key to the Sixers' success um, is going to have to do with their three-point shooting. Um, you know, you got all these guys around James Harden. Um, we did it last, you know, a few episodes ago. We were like, you know, there's going to be like seven, eight guys who are going to take three yep. or four threes a game for the Sixers. One of the keys there is, in my opinion, Tobias right. Harris. So Tobias, uh, last few years, he's averaged, you know, 21 in the half season he had in L.A. He averaged 18, then 19, then 19, then 17 last year. Um, his three points attempts per game have been roughly the same, 3.4 to 3.8 this past season. I would love to see that up, you know, over four, four and a half um, per game and to, him to knock it down and get it back to that 40% clip that he was at the year that he came here. Um, would just be awesome. So Tobias Harris, uh, this is still a very, very, he's a very important piece to this team, um, one that doesn't get mentioned a lot. He was the most consistent player in the NBA playoffs for the <laughs> Sixers last season, um, in my opinion. So I just think he's key, and I think um, he's a knockdown shooter. He, he's very talented, of course, around the rim and in the mid-range as well, but for him to, or for teammates to find him open for three this year and for him to take him would be would be a key in my in yep, my mind. Agree. And my full my final Joel Embiid. Everything comes down to Embiid always. He's gotta play himself to at least sixty five games. Obviously you want to keep him healthy, but he also's gotta play to he's the Sixers best player. He's gotta be there at 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 some consistency, right? Right. Okay. Um so we've got two games Excited. coming up. You know that we're gonna touch on right now but Sixers at Boston of course on Tuesday night to open up the season and the home opener against the Bucks. it doesn't get much more difficult of a schedule to open up season um give me one thing you want to see this week in the, in I'm just season. excited you know Sixers are back I would like to really just see them just play and, and and I would like to see them shake the rust off and obviously it's not going to look great because the season's just starting but I would just yeah. want to see them get their footing under them Okay, and in one of those two games, I want to see a Joel Embiid oh, forty piece against the Bucks. That would be that fantastic. would be awesome. That would be great against the Bucks at home, home opener. Get the dub. Joel Embiid drops forty. Yes. That's that's what I want to see. Uh, like you said, I'm just excited, and I'm excited for you all to join us on Planet Seventy Six for another full Go. season of Sixers hoops. And uh, we'll be, you know, the next time we record, yes. we're gonna be talking about some hoops. Um, and breaking down some action. So we hope that you'll join us for episode 70 next time of Planet 76. Peace. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Planet 76 Podcast. Please consider subscribing. It helps us out a lot and lets you know that you enjoy what we post. So thank you and peace out.